Oh, we have three words for Eucharist, and I've discovered that many Catholics don't even know what they mean. We have Eucharist, Eucharistante in Greek, to give thanks, liturgy, liturgia, a ritual, and then we have Mass, and of course that's a very common one, particularly in Irish and Australian Catholicism, we talk about going to Mass a lot. I've discovered a good number of Catholics don't even know what it means, and of course it comes from the Latin word missa, meaning to be sent. So it actually says, when we say we're going to Mass, we're going to our commissioning, to practice what we preach away from Mass. And I make the point that that's a very powerful thing to say, that are you going to the 9.30 commissioning or the 11.30 commissioning or the 6 o'clock commissioning on Sunday night? Because if you're not doing away from here what you're doing here, then this is just turned into a shallow ritual. It's meant to affect our daily lives, to change the world for the better. And I point out things that people would know. There are two traditions in the New Testament about the Eucharist. There is obviously the gift of the sacred meal. Um, and, uh, and secondly, John, of course, doesn't have the institution of the meal, but the act of service and love. And so I say there are four big things that come out of particularly the Acts of the Apostles. The breaking of the bread, the pouring of the cup, the sending of the people, and the unity of the faith. And that's what the Eucharist is meant to celebrate. All of those things, not some of those things. And we get this unique gift of Christ's presence in the bread broken and the cup poured out, consecrated to the body and blood of Christ, so that we might be sent out to proclaim the faith, to live the faith. I use the African-American spiritual song as the linchpin in talking about this sacrament. Let us break bread together on our knees. Let us break bread together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. And let's drink wine and then serve one another. The last verse, let us love one another on our knees. And that's perfect. And the people who wrote that song were slaves. And they still broke bread, poured wine, loved one another, served one another on our knees. And when I fall on my knees with my face to the rising S-O-N, Son, Lord have mercy on me. It's fantastic. That's the really rich theology that we should be inculcating in all of us when we celebrate the Eucharist. The change in the Eucharist from Vatican I to Vatican II, the emphasis that was on sacrifice, on the back turned away, do you talk about that or what Only indirectly, because I had to limit so much. Yeah, there's so much. I mean, people will go looking in this book for details they would like, and mm -hmm. I probably don't go into it, but I had to try and keep it as short and as accessible for a, a general public. Um, I do talk about the fact that the Vatican Council went back to the sources. That was, they said, you know, we had all this wonderful build-up of tradition, and while that was a great gift, in fact, they decided to return to the earliest expressions of Christianity to see where we could harmonise with the earliest community. And one of the big things that touched everybody's life was the change in the liturgy back to rather the, while we still talk about the Eucharist as a sacrificial element, and I like the word sacre facere, to do the holy thing. Sacre, holy, facere, to do. So when we say it's sacrificial, it's doing the holy thing, which, you know, in terms of the word, but return to the meal elements of it that this was what the Lord did. He sat down with his disciples and shared this magnificent meal with them and said, if you're going to follow me and you're going to come to this meal, 
I will give you my very self that you might change the world in sacrificial love. That whole meal, it's the meal of sacrificial love, that we might reproduce that pattern in our own lives. That's a really rich idea. And the role of the community, I mean, it's a community service. Do you think that partly the reason why even attendance at Mass, particularly in Western countries where it just seems to be a boring routine for a lot of people, is because it's almost as if the priest is doing some magical words that turn at a magic moment, the bread and wine into the body and blood, and that we've lost the sense of, well, there's a community present here who are involved well, in the this church. Well, the church actually says that, Pat. It says there are four presences. And even though people might think I'm being frivolous in the name of the book, Hatch, Match and Dispatch, I can honestly say that being with people for a baptism, when they're so happy to have had a baby, being with people when they're saying, I love you and want to be with you for life, and especially being with people when they're saying goodbye to somebody they love, it is an enormous honour. And I'm there as a message of hope. Like, every one of these sacraments is about hope. And my whole presence there is only to say something about hope. 